If you have your Bibles, let's look here into, I guess we're getting my glasses on. Let's look here into Psalm uh, chapter one, Psalm 143. And the Word of God says, beginning in Psalm 143, beginning in verse 1, the Word of God says, Hear my prayer, O Lord. Give ear to my supplications. In thy faithfulness answer me, and in thy righteousness. And enter not into judgment with thy servant. For in, in thy sight shall no man living be justified. For the enemy hath persecuted my soul. He hath smitten my life down to the ground. He hath made me to dwell in darkness as those that have been long dead. Therefore is my spirit overwhelmed within me. My heart within me is desolate. Have you ever been there? Boy, I've been there. And in verse 5, the Word of God says, I remember the days of old. I meditate on all thy works. I muse on the work of thy hands. I stretch forth my, thy, I stretch forth my hands unto thee. My soul thirsteth after thee. As a thirsty land, Selah, hear me speedily, O Lord, my spirit faileth. Hide not thy face from me, lest I be like unto them that go down into the pit. Cause me to hear thy loving kindness in the morning, for in thee do I trust. Cause me to know thy way, wherein I should walk, for I lift up my soul unto thee. Deliver me, O Lord, from mine enemies. I flee unto thee to hide me. Teach me to do thy will, for thou art my God. Thy spirit is good. Lead me into the land of uprightness. Quicken me, O Lord, for thy name's sake, for thy righteousness' sake. Bring my soul out of trouble, and of thy, thy mercy cut off mine enemies, and destroy all them that afflict my soul, for I am thy servant. Boy, what a blessed passage that is. And it really works in my heart. Let's pray and ask the Lord to help us tonight. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord, for all you've done today in our hearts and in our lives, dear God. And I pray, Lord, and thank you for, for all, all that you've done already so far in this service tonight. We thank you for the songs, Lord. What a blessing those were to our hearts, dear Lord. And we just thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to come and to preach your word, dear, dear Lord. And, and God, I pray that you would help me tonight. I pray you do those things that only you can do. Dear Lord, I pray, dear God, give me your power, give me your touch, and just anoint me with your Holy Spirit. I pray, dear God, that you would uh, anoint your word with your Holy Spirit, dear Lord. And, and Lord, I pray, Lord, that you anoint me to preach your word. Dear Lord, there's un- nothing in me that can preach. But Lord, Holy Spirit, I pre- pray you'd come and help us tonight. And Lord, I pray that you'd come and and do that that only you can do. I pray, dear Lord, that you'd take your word and put it in our hearts and help us to apply it to our lives. And Lord, we just thank you for all that you'll do and all that you'll accomplish. In Christ's holy name we pray. Amen. You know, as I look at this and we look at these prayers and every prayer we see in the Bible, and as I look here at this prayer of David here in Psalm 143, uh, you know, what a blessing it is. I, I, I appreciate the Lord. The fact that, you know, if we had written the Bible... We would put the good stuff in there. We wouldn't tell, you know, we wouldn't tell about those things. But you know what a blessing it is that the Holy Spirit of God has put some stuff in the Word of God. And, you know, it kind of reminds me, I'm probably running a rabbit trail here, but I remember hearing years ago, a Bible college teacher 
saying the Spirit of God takes the Word of God and makes the child of God look like the Son of God. And I appreciate that, but I, as I look here and I think about the prayer, we have here a prayer of David, how David is just bearing his heart. And he's saying, he's saying this is what I was going through. And, but God was there. And boy, what a blessing that is, that we have a God that we can go to. And you wonder sometimes others that don't know the Lord, that's never been saved, and, and never um, uh, been saved by the, the, the grace of God and have a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, you wonder how they can make it. And they really can't make it, really. It's only by the grace of God that we can make it because of that personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And so I appreciate the Lord, how He takes His Word and puts it in our hearts, and how He shows us some things and gives us some examples, some, some godly examples of people that were struggling in the Bible, that some great men and great women of the Bible that we have a lot of respect for, but they were, they were everyday people, just like we are. But the difference was they, they, they drew close to God and allowed God to work in their hearts and work in their life. And that's what we need to do tonight. And you know, as, I, as we look at this here, uh, as we look here in Psalm 143, well, let's just get started here. We're in, uh, in the first verse, it says, Hear my Lord, prayer, O Lord, give ear to my supplications and thy faithfulness. Answer me and in thy uh, righteousness. I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself here, but as we look at this, as look at this Psalm 143 as well, it's really the time, really, that, that Absalom was was trying to, uh, was trying to, pers- well, he was persecuting really his father, and he was trying to take over the throne. And, you know, David, all them years back there when he was running from Saul, you know, he had been persecuted, but this was different because this was his son that he loved that was chasing after him and persecuting him and taking over the throne or trying to. And, and so, you know, the, um, he wanted to kill him and, and so David had lost, and, and during this time, David had lost the sympathy of the nation. Many had turned against him. He, he, was, he was depressed. He was discouraged. He was defeated. But then he looked to the Lord for help. And then we come here to verse 1 in Psalm 143, where the Word of God says, Hear my prayer, O Lord, give ear to my supplication. In thy faithfulness, answer me, and in thy righteousness. And so uh, David appealed to, to God here in verse 1, uh, not to his mercy, you know, though God is merciful, and David knew God was merciful, and we know God is merciful, but he appealed to him in his faithfulness, and his righteousness, as it says here in verse 1. And, but God knew, because David knew this, he knew that God uh, was faithful, and he knew that God would not forget the covenant he had promised him all those years ago. But then also, he was too righteous. God is too righteous to allow Absalom to take over the throne because God had promised that throne to David. And God is faithful and God was going to make sure. And so David knew that. And so he was appealing to God, to the Lord. He was appealing to the Lord in his faithfulness, in God's faithfulness, and in God's righteousness. And in, in, in verse 2 The Word of God says, And enter not into judgment with thy servant, for in thy sight shall no man living be justified. And so uh, David, really what he was doing here, he was really acknowledging his guilt 
And, you know, his safety had been destroyed. As we look in verse 3, it says, For the enemy hath persecuted my soul, he hath smitten my life down to the ground. He hath made me to dwell in darkness as those that have been long dead. Therefore is my spirit overwhelmed within me. My heart within me is desolate. So David was going through it. He was, he was overwhelmed, as he said, and he, was, he, was, uh, he, he didn't know what to do but to turn to the Lord. And, you know, I, I think there in the beginning, maybe, maybe he was just trying to work things out. But then he turned to the Lord. The Lord was all he had. And, and boy, that's a lot, isn't it? It really is. But David acknowledged his guilt. His safety was destroyed. But he was broken. He was lonely, afraid, and overwhelmed, as the Word of God says. But then as we come to verses 5 and 6 in, the, in Psalm 143, the Word of God says, I remember the days of old. I meditate on all thy works. I muse on the work of thy hands. I stretch forth my hands unto thee. My soul thirsteth after thee as a thirsty land. And boy, that's what I need to do. I need to thirst more after God. I do, but I, want, I, need, to, I need to seek God more. I need to, to allow God to be the God of my heart. But here in verses 5, as I said in verses 5 and 6, he, he remembered, first of all, he remembered all the work as we see in verse 5. It says, I remember the days of old. I meditate on all thy works. I'm amused on the, on the work of thy hands. And so he remembered, David remembered how the Lord had worked in his life in the past and, and realizing, and, and he remembered God's power. And he remembered how God had helped him in the past and he knew that if God did it before, God was going to do it again. And you know, we can remember that too. We need to remind ourselves, I think, sometimes that, hey, you know, we get, you know, a lot of times we, uh, uh, well, just like if that light was God and, and maybe we have some situation in our life or some person in our life and that we're allowing them to come between us and God, you know, they're closer to God than we are. And so we need to realize that, that we've got a, we, we have situations coming to our life all the time, every day, every week. And, but we need to realize, you know, that situation is not a situation that God can't take care of. And we need to get a hold of the God of the situation. And a lot of times we focus too much on, I do, sometimes focus on too much on the, the situation instead of looking for the God of the situation that has the control and the power to help me and do those things that I can't do. And so David was looking to the, um, uh, the power of God and, and how God had, had helped him in the past. And so he looked to God and meditated on the blessings of God. Instead of, and then he, then he got to that point as he was thinking, as he was praying, and he was getting a hold of God, and then he started remembering some things. And, he, and instead of worrying about his troubles, uh, David uh, realized that those troubles weren't so bad, you know, if he had God in his life. And so he desired to have more of God's, but then also he remembered God's power, but also he, he wanted to have more of God's presence in his life. And that's what I need. I need more of God's presence. I need to seek God and go after God more than what I do. And, I, and you know what? I need to be, I need to have, I need to serve God more tomorrow than I do today. I need to be closer to God tomorrow 
than I am today, and I should be closer today than I was yesterday. But I need to be closer to God tomorrow than I am today. But we need to look at God's power. And then we need to have God's presence in our life and allow God to, to do the work that only God can do. And a lot of times we, we try to work it all out and we try to uh, you know, itemize everything and one, two, three, A, B, C and get it all worked out. And then when we think we've got it all worked out, then we don't want to go to God and we want to say, okay, God, I got this thing worked out. I got everything. It's just perfect. It's exactly what needs to happen. If you'll just put your seal of approval on my plan. But we don't need our plan. What we need is God's plan. I need God's plan. I need to get a hold of God and I need to get a hold. I need to get a hold of him like in, like in the beginning. As soon as the situation comes in my life, I, you know, I think it was Martin Luther that said, one time that, uh, uh, you know, he had so much he had to accomplish that he had to get a hold of God in the beginning of the day. And, and, and then I've also heard this before. A lot of my cliches are secondhand. But, <laughs> but, but, you know, that before we can do the work of God, we've got to get a hold of the God of the work and allow God to work in our heart, allow God to work in our life. And we need God's plan. We don't need our plan, but we need God's plan. So David had a desire... They have a have greater have have more of God's presence in his life, and so he put his eyes more on on the God of the situation than on the situation. But what uh, and then as we look over here in in verses seven through twelve, the word of God says, "Hear me speedily, O Lord, my spirit faileth. Hide not thy face from me." lest I be like unto them that go down into the pit. Cause me to hear the loving kindness in the morning, for in thee do I trust. Cause me to know the way wherein I should walk, for I lift up my soul unto thee. Deliver me, O Lord, from mine enemies. I flee unto thee to hide me. Teach me to do thy will, for thou art my God, thy spirit is good. Lead me into the land of uprightness. Quicken me, O Lord, for thy name's sake, for thy righteousness' sake. Bring my soul out of trouble, and of thy mercy cut off mine enemies, and destroy all them that afflict my soul, for I am thy servant. And you know what? We, we need to be God's servant. We need to be, and God, we need to serve God. We need to be God's servant. We need to serve God, we need to serve each other, and then we need to serve others. But there David says on the end, he's talking about being God's servant, and that's what we need to be too. And, but as we look here in, uh, in Psalm, well then in, in Psalm, in verse 7 it says, It says, Hear me speedily, O Lord, my spirit faileth. Hide not thy face from me, lest I be like unto them that go down into the pit. And so we... And, you know, a lot of times we pray and, you know, sometimes we're praying for revival and, and God wants us in revival. Okay. But sometimes we can sometimes pray and say, Lord, send revival and send it now. But we need to realize <coughs> for God to send revival, you know, revival is a personal thing. You know, it's and, and before before. Well, before I can reach out to others, before I can be a help to somebody else. I need to have revival in my own heart. 
You know, it's like the guy that got down into the altar and drew a circle around himself. He said, Lord, revive everybody in this circle. It's going to begin with me and my family and, and, and then others in, that God brings into my midst. But we, we need, um, you know, but we need, we need, need that. We need, we need revival. We need, but we need personal revival. We not only need a revival for the church and a revival, well, of course, the people in the world, they, most of them may not know the Lord. But not only do we need a revival corporately, but we need a personal revival. And before we can have corporate revival, there's going to have to be some personal revival. And we're going to have to allow God to do those things that God wants to do. But in verse 8, it says, uh, Cause me to hear thy loving kindness in the morning, for in thee do I trust. Cause me to know the way wherein I should walk, for I lift up my soul unto thee. And so uh, David was asking God, to cause him to hear. You know, sometimes my hearing is dull of hearing. And maybe God's trying to speak to my heart, but maybe I'm not listening. And so I need God to cause me to hear him, to listen to his voice. You know, you can hear something and not be listening to it. You can be hearing somebody talk and not be listening to what they're saying. And a lot of times God's trying to get our attention, but we need to listen to God. And as we look over in... Uh, I want to look over and you can turn there if you want to or you just you can just listen as I read it but over in Psalms chapter 18 verse 30 through 32 Oh, I still got 30 minutes, preacher. <laughs> well, I'm going to slow down. Okay, so in, in Psalm 143, verse 8, it says, Cause me to hear thy loving kindness in the morning, for in thee do I trust. Cause me to know the way wherein I should walk, for I lift up my soul unto thee. And as we look into, uh, as we look over here in Psalm 18, verses 30 through 32, the Word of God says, As for God, His way is perfect. The Word of the Lord is tried he is a buckler to all those that trust in Him. For who is God save the Lord? Or who is a rock save our God? It is God that girdeth me with strength that maketh my way perfect. So as we look here in these verses in Psalm 18, it says, As for God, His way is perfect. And then at the end in verse 32, it says, It is God that girdeth me with strength that maketh my way perfect. And so when God makes our way perfect, God's way is already perfect. But when my way becomes perfect, and God's way we know is already perfect, then, then my way can be God's way, and God's way becomes my way. You know, it's like a, a, a fellow that, uh, Wade Caldwell, we used to go uh, visiting with him for the bus many years ago. And, and Brother Wade, he, he told me one day, he said, <clears throat> he said, you know, he said, we, he said, here's what we need to do. He said, we need to love God and do what we want. And I thought, man, that don't even make sense. I'm not supposed to do what I want. I'm supposed to do what God wants. But he said, what, when you think about it, he said, the, the meaning of that is, if 
we love God, what we want is going to be what God wants. And what God wants is going to be what we want. And so that matches right up here with, with Psalm uh, 18, verse 30 through 32, where it says, God, it says, God, his way is perfect. In verse 32, it says, is God that girdeth me with strength and maketh my way perfect. And you know what? I cannot make my way perfect. It takes God, the Holy Spirit, to work into my heart and draw me close to God and get me to where I need to be so that my way can be perfect. As we already know that God's way is perfect. But then also, we think about that, about God's way, in, as we looked at in verse 8, where it says, uh, Cause me to hear thy loving kindness in the morning, for in thee do I trust, and cause me to know the way wherein I should walk. For I lift up my soul unto thee. As we back up just a, a chapter or two, as we look in Psalm 139, the Word of God says in Psalm 139, verses 23 and 24, the Word of God says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts, and see if there be any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. And that's what I need for God to do in my heart. That's what I need for God to do in my life. I need God to search me, as the Word of God says, and know my heart, which He knows my heart already. But I need for God to search me and know my heart, and try me, and know my thoughts, and to show me. And you know what I need? I need for God to show me my sin the way He sees my sin. I need, I need to see just how ugly my sin is. And when we get to that point, we're gonna, we're gonna, it's gonna, it'll, it should break our hearts. And it will break our hearts. And it'll give us a burden for others. And it'll help us to realize, hey, I'm falling short of where God wants me to do, be. But it takes God to work in my heart to draw me close to Him and show, him, show me, son, that ain't the way you're supposed to do it. You know? And, and, and draw me close to Him and to help me. You know, we had the, the song last year about looking more like Jesus. And boy, that's what we need to do. That's what I need to do. I need to look more like Jesus every day and allow, allow God the Holy Spirit to do the work that He needs to do. The trouble is, a lot of times, we try to fight Him. We try to, we try to say, Lord, that's not what needs to happen. We may not say it out loud or something like that, but, um, but we, we, we need to just allow God to be God. And everybody a liar, every man a liar. But then as we look in, as we go on in verse 9, uh, David says, Deliver me, O Lord, from mine enemies. I flee unto thee to hide me. But then in verse 10, the word of God says, Teach me to do thy will, for thou art my God. Thy spirit is good. Lead me into the land of uprightness. And so, you know, we, we need to, you know, we talk about doing God's will. You know, and this is a thought I had too. A lot of times when we talk about doing God's will, we're thinking, well, you know, that's for the young people. The young people, they need to, they need to look for God's will uh, in their life. They're just starting out, maybe just getting ready to go to college or something like that. And so, you know, that's for them. But you know what? God's got a will for every one of our lives. 
He really does. And you know, just because some of us are getting a little bit older, don't mean we need, don't need to, to live according to the will of God. And you know, God's got, well, you know, and the thing about it is, a lot of times with the will of God, a lot of times we, we get this idea about, well, okay, that's, especially with young people sometimes, but we, we think about, okay, God's will is something uh, for down the road, okay? Maybe God will use me in this way or God will use me in that way. But you know what? God's got a will for us every day. When we get up in the morning and read the Word of God and we pray and ask the Lord to help us and, and not knowing what we're going to run into that day, not knowing who we're going to run into, but God's got a will for our lives on that day. And you know, God knows what, what's going to happen that day. He knows what situation we're going to run into and He knows who's out there. And not only that, but you know, there's a, there's a will of God for for as we talk about people that we might run into or whatever, that they've maybe been seeking God. Maybe they're not saved, but maybe they've been seeking the Lord and say, Lord, I don't know what to do. I'm at the end of my path, and I don't know what to do. And even though maybe you may not know God, I know God will hear that. And then God has orchestrated our life that day as we're reading the Word of God, and God the Holy Spirit takes the Word of God and and puts it in our hearts, and then later that day, it becomes clear to us why God was directing us the way He was, or maybe why something held us up, maybe in a traffic jam or something like that, and all of a sudden there's a truck driver right there that maybe he's been praying, saying, Lord, I don't know what to do, but I need you. And then he might have sent us by, and if we'll uh, seek the will of God and allow God to work in our hearts, God could use us for that moment and to fulfill His will for that day. Now, there is a will of God for our lives. And I mean, even, even, as a, even, even as an old man, you know, uh, God's got a will for my life. God's got a will for your life. And God's got some things that He wants to do with our lives. Sometimes we get to the point, I think, sometimes thinking, well, you know, God can't use me anymore. But you know what? God will use anybody who wants to be used. You know, and sometimes we just have to remind ourselves of that, and more importantly, allow the Holy Spirit of God to remind us of some things that we need to do. But, uh, but David, as we look there in verse 10, I think it is, where it says, uh, he said, Teach me to do thy will, for thou art my God, thy spirit is good. Lead me into the land of uprightness. And that's what we need to do. We need, to allow, we need for God to lead us into the land of uprightness. We need God to lead us and help us to be uh, holy like He's holy. He said, Be thou holy, for I, the Lord your God, am holy. And so we need to allow God to lead us into that righteousness. And of course, you know, God is righteous. We're not righteous, but we, uh, He wants us to be, to do right and to do righteousness and to do, do what He would have us to do and be what he would have us to be, and that's really the, the first step, is to be first what God would have us to be, that we can do what God would have us to do. Because God has got a plan for our life. And God's, you know, this thing is winding down. I mean, it don't take a rocket scientist to figure out, and you know, we know the Word of God says that, that things are going to wax worse and worse. And you know what? As we're talking about the will of God, and those things, and, and, and to, to do God's way, and to, to do the will of God, um, I, was about to, I, was about to lose my, I was about to lose my train of thought, but um, 
I think I did. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, we need to do the way of God. We need to do uh, the will of God. But I'll think of it later. About 3 o'clock in the morning, I'm going to call you, Brother Aaron, and tell you what that thought was. But uh, I hate it when the devil does that to us. But, but as we look over there in, in verse 10, um, where David's saying, he's praying to the Lord, and he's saying, teach me to do thy will. Uh, and so he surrendered to doing what God's will. And he came to that point in his life of realizing I mean, even in this situation, I think, he, I think David came to that place to, to really decide, okay, Lord, whatever you want, Lord, if I'm going to die this day or whatever's going to happen, Lord, whether it's victory or whether it's defeat, Lord, it's going to be okay because whatever you want for me, I want. I want for that to happen. I want to do your will and I want to, uh, learn to do your way, and I want to do your will and be what you'd have me to be. And then as we look in verse 11, David's saying, Quicken me, O Lord, for thy name's sake, for thy righteousness' sake. Bring my soul out of trouble. And so, so there David's coming to the point. He's, he's, asking really, he's really asking the Lord for deliverance from this situation because it's still a hard situation, but yet... He's still saying, Lord, whatever you want, Lord, whatever you want for me, that's what I want. I want, I want to fulfill your will and for, for, to be uh, pleasing unto you. And that's what we need to be. But, but we need, he, was, uh, he was asking for deliverance. And, and in verse 11 it says, Quicken me, O Lord, for thy name's sake, for thy righteousness' sake, bring my soul out of trouble. And so, so David was asking for God's mercy, and God's mercy was really going to be mercy for David, but it was also going to be mercy for Israel. Because then later, um, you know, Absalom died. And God was not going to allow Absalom to take over the throne. And he was, he was going to fulfill the promise that he had gave to David all them years ago. But then finally in, in verse 12, the Word of God says, And of thy mercy cut off mine enemies, destroy all them that afflict my soul, for I am thy servant. And so there again, David's, David's saying again, and of course we know that God, uh, in the Word of God, talks about David as being a man after his own heart. And he considered David his servant. And, and that's what David wanted to be. But as we look at this, we look at all, all this, this prayer of David, and thinking about how um, we're, able to, we're able to get a picture here of where we need to be with God, of how we need to allow God to work in our hearts and work in our life. And so as, as we close the message, you know, I'm thinking, you know, we need to, you know, I think this can apply to our lives, which everything in the Word of God can apply to us. It was written all them years ago, thousands of years ago, and for these people that were in this situation, David and others. But you know, God put that in there so we can have it, so we can draw close to Him, so we can be exactly what He would have us to be. <coughs> and so as we look at this and think about this, you did put God's way up there. <laughs> uh, but anyway, we need to allow God, first of all, we need to allow God to be God. 
and allow God to be in control. <coughs> and we need to, as those situations come in our life and things that we can't understand, we don't understand why these things are going on, and we have no way to fix this. But we need to allow God to be God, and we need to take our eyes off of that situation and then look rather to the God of the situation and to God to do the things that only He can do. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we just love you so much, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for all your mercy and all your grace. And I know there's a lot of situations sitting in here tonight, a lot of people that are going through some things, dear Lord. And I pray you just touch them and help them. And, and Lord, be with those prayer objects that were mentioned earlier, Lord. And I pray you just uh, give comfort and grace as only you can, dear Lord. And I pray, Lord, help us to seek your face, dear Lord. Help us to, instead of looking at our troubles, instead of looking at our problems, I pray that we would look to you for our hope and for our help and that we would seek to do your, your way, Lord, not our way, but your way, and to seek your will and allow you to, to do the work that only you can do, that we would be what you would have us to be. We love you, Lord. In Christ's holy name we pray. Amen.